It's Caress Carter from the Des Moines Radio Group, joined by two lovely ladies today. I have, uh, first of all, got Gail Welter with Nick Mick on one side of me. How are you today, Gail? I'm great, Caress. Thanks. Wonderful. And we have got Bridget Cravens Neely, CEO of Big Brothers and Big Sisters. How are you today? I'm doing very, very well. We've got another Power of Partnership podcast for you. And today we're going to talk about the organization Big Brothers and Big Sisters. This is amazing. It is a great organization and I know that Nick Mick has been a proud sponsor, a proud supporter of them for a long, long time and our employees love it. And it's so important for us to partner with organizations that our employees are passionate about because it's a great blending to support our vision, our mission at NICMIC, which is we take care of our own. Because when we're taking care of our customers, our employees, and our community, what a great way to do it through Big Brothers Big Sisters. Mm -hmm. Bridget, how long have you been with (laughs) this organization? Um, It'll be 90 days tomorrow. (laughs) Okay. Well, and I think, you know, so you're bringing a fresh set of eyes sure. to this organization, which yes. sometimes that's what an organization needs. Yes. They need a change. And I really think that this organization in particular um, is something very important to our community, to Des Moines. Uh, we are seeing a, a lot happen in our community. Mm-hmm. And I am thinking that well, just with my daughter and the kids that I see, I think the pandemic has maybe um, maybe set some different things into motion with our kids in and around the Des Moines community. And now's a great time to look at big brothers and big sisters. Right. Am I, am I right? No, you're absolutely correct. And thank you again, Caress, for having me on the show. I'm absolutely. loving this. And Gail, thank you for the invitation. At the essence, big brothers, big sisters, our audience, our group of what we call littles, our little our little brothers and our little sisters, are coming from a variety of different environments. I think people would be surprised to know how diverse yeah. the the population of youth that we serve mm-hmm. are really are. Not just from an ethnicity standpoint, but from an age group standpoint, um, from familial backgrounds. Um, what are their environments look like? Um, how well are they performing in schools? Ed, I think. There, it's automatically assumed that it's it's the troubled kids that come to Big Brothers Big right. Sisters, and it's not necessarily the truth. Now, is that a lot of it? Yes. And so the things that we're seeing are our kids are just having a hard time, like you said. Mm-hmm. They're having a hard time adapting socially, academically, um, even emotionally. And so depending on what struggles, challenges they may be going through, having that one-to-one mentor, and that's specifically what our organization is. It's an organization that's focused on creating these mentorships between an adult, a big, and a young person, a little, and fostering that relationship and helping them to see their own potential helping them to discover their own potential, helping them to accept their own potential and believe in their own potential and then utilize their potential to continue to dream and pursue their dreams. That's what we're in the business of doing. Um, So that can be anywhere from encouraging self-awareness, self-love. That's so big. Self-love is so big. You know, just that statement right there, a lot of kids just don't believe in themselves. Mm -mm. I know that is something that I see a lot in my daughter. 
who just that's a hard one for kids to wrap their arms around Mm -hmm. and i think that's really important that you said that yes for someone to give them the permission and the encouragement yes and the encouragement to say guess what it's okay you should love yourself there's nothing wrong with loving yourself and guess what here's what i see in you Here's what I see that you provide to this world. Here's what I see as your purpose, but let's work together to figure out what do you feel your purpose is? What is your purpose for being here on this on this earth? And, you know, having three sons of my own, they're all four years apart. They're all grown adults right now. But each one of them, watching them go through each stage, whether it's from infancy to adolescence to you know, teenage years to adult into adulthood, it's presented its own specific, unique set of challenges Mm -hmm. with each individual one, because they all are individual people. And they all have different goals and dreams. We may have the same goal and dream for all of them. But the three of them do not. And when I say we I'm talking about my husband and I. And so, you know, as I translate as I'm moving into this role, and I'm thinking about all these all these little people and all this potential that they have that they don't even realize they have. All they can see is the obstacles. Me being the mama bear that I am and the nurturer that I am, I just want to wipe away all of the obstacles, but I know that's not reality. So through big brothers and big sisters, if we have the chance to be able to introduce an adult who is going to effectively, lovingly, with care, kindness, spar some type of positivity and just optimism yeah. in their spirit, in that child's spirit, where they can be able to look beyond those obstacles and say, okay, I'm not going to, you're not going to bother me right now because I'm on this path. I'm on this trajectory. Then that, then, then we've done our job. I get so excited listening to you talk because that is what it's all about. Getting these kids excited about what they can achieve Mm -hmm. and looking past what's, you know, temporary, Mm -hmm. you know, right today Mm -hmm. in front of my path, looking past that and, um, a loving adult showing them mm-hmm. you have so much more potential. Mm-hmm. Let's explore. Mm-hmm. Let's get excited about, mm-hmm. you know, interacting with other people and seeing a greater purpose and, you know, a bigger path in front of you. Is it a challenge to get kids to accept the program, to want to be a part of it? In some cases. Yeah. In some cases it is. I think um, depending on their current situation, mm-hmm. again, if you don't have that belief in yourself that yeah. you deserve more, that you deserve better, um, and that you can achieve more and achieve better, then you're kind of stuck in that cloud. Yeah. And so um, of self-judgment, which is so, so hard to, to get out of, Shoot, even as adults, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's hard to get Completely. out of it. But if we can be able to turn that around and be able to find that 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 person, so everybody deserves to have their person. And that's where I focus our abilities more on. I want our bigs to be that person okay. for that little that they get matched with. Not trying to take the place of mom, dad, grandma, auntie, uncle, brother, sister, 
not trying to take that place, just wanting to add to. Mm -hmm. So a phrase that we're using a lot of lately is join our village. That's our encouragement to the adults out there is join our village. And obviously it's based off of the African proverb of it takes a village to raise a child. Mm -hmm. So we want to be part of building that village. We want to be a critical part in building that village and feel that we are an essential part to the human development of young people. You think about us as adults. When we get into the career workforce, what is the first thing that people say? Do you have a mentor? (laughs) Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. But at the younger ages, that wasn't necessarily the case, except for when this program started. And then as it's evolved, now it's becoming something more and more critical, more and more important to say, wow, if I had had a mentor back then, you hear some of the most successful people say, if I could have had somebody in my corner telling me, yes, I can all the time, and even showing me how, and then also maybe even clearing the path for me now and again, where would I be? Yeah. I wouldn't feel like I had to do this on my own. I wouldn't have felt like I was maybe alienated. And I think that's a lot of what our youth feel today is they just feel so isolated and so alienated. Um, And it's such a struggle for them to be able to make those human connections. It just breaks my heart Because they're guarded. Yeah. They're guarded. They're they're protecting themselves. They Mm -hmm. built this wall because of what, what circumstance or circumstances that they've been exposed to. How can people become a big? Like if they feel like they've got something to offer and, you know, they're hearing everything that you have to say and they want to be a part of this, what do they do? It is so incredibly simple. And that is simply go to our website okay, and click on our volunteer link. And so our website is bbbsia.org. Okay. And on our homepage, there's a button that says volunteer. You click on that. We get notified. We have a volunteer coordinator who will call immediately. Um, I'd say within 24 to 48 hours, you'll get a phone call following up and walking you through the process. You actually go through an orientation ever before you even officially complete an application. Once you go through the orientation to really understand what are the expectations, what are the needs, what's the commitment, then um, fill out an application, you get interviewed, go through background checks because child safety and protecting the safety of every single child that we um, come in contact with and who's, who are put in our care, that is our number one priority. And As we will protect be. that um, above all. But anyway, you go through the background check, pass the background check, and then we, we look for a match. We ask the same thing of our littles. We collect as much information as we can through the application process and through the enrollment process so we can understand personality, likes, dislikes, um, what are the safe spaces, what makes you feel comfortable, and then taking that information that we gathered from the potential big, that's how they, a match is created. And then once the match is created, we actually facilitate that process over a period of time to make sure that the match is successful because we don't want to have it be unsuccessful for the little or the big oh, right. or the parents because the parents are a critical parents part of it. And parents are a critical part of that and uh, of this whole program and the programs that we offer. Now, I know this is a fairly new position for you. Have yes. you had any 
insight to any successful stories yet that you've yes. watched kind of blossom <laughs> that you could share? Yes, actually. Um, so within my first month on the job, in the role, we had a family come in. Um, unfortunately, the big had passed away. And the little was still connected to the big and his wife. And at his funeral, they had collected um, funds for us to donate to Big Brothers Big Sisters. So they came to the office to donate and they told us the story. They had, their relationship had lasted 22 years, I believe. Oh my word. So from the time that he was, Connor was nine until Jim passed when he was at it, when he was 31. Oh my word. That yes. So they amazing. had lasted that long. And he's, you know, and his, his um, explanation to us was Jim taught me everything. He taught me everything. And he, he taught me so many life skills. He taught me how to fish. He taught me how to work on, on cars. You know, he just taught me so much. And he, you know, th- that is a bond that just can't be broken. Absolutely. And then we have our littles who have um, been with their bigs. We've got matches that on have lasted, you know, a good five years. Our bigs see see these littles through their ups, the ups and downs of their life. But that's what I mean by yeah. they found their person. This is a consistent person in their life who is always there who will listen, who will just be there if they if they fall to help pick them back up, be there to celebrate and cheer them on when they're achieving and achieving success in life and steadily growing. There's so many beautiful stories that we're starting to collect so that we can be able to share even more broadly and be able to change the, I guess, some of the myth that is out there about big brothers big sisters which you know one of the biggest myths is oh you have to be a you have to be a little young child no you don't have to be you can come into the program you mentioned caress that your daughter is 14 yeah she's eligible to start to join the program she um what one thing that i see a lot in these you know teenage years Mm -hmm. is that lack of social skills Mm -hmm. and that's an area where I'm seeing after the pandemic when some of our kids were left with technology and they didn't have that interaction Mm -hmm. with kids for a while um, with their peer group, that social awkwardness Mm -hmm. is more and more common, I think. Mm -hmm. And trying to help her look people in the eye Mm -hmm. and be a little more... I don't know, get those social skills a little bit mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It is. And I think, you know, if we can build, I talked about self-love. If we can build confidence, even that self-confidence. That is, that's a hard That thing is an extremely, it's extremely hard thing to teach. But I think where you were going with the social skills, mm-hmm. the more interpersonal interactions that you have with human beings face to face versus on a screen it almost forces you Mm -hmm. because that awkward silence Mm -hmm. that we all hate as adults that's just human nature to have that awkward silence but to have to come up with 
and think on your feet critically about, okay, how do I engage in a conversation? I don't just want to walk away. I don't want to just dismiss this. And I think some of our youth today are just so much more comfortable behind the screen than face-to-face with people that the more interaction you can create, the more self-confidence that starts to build, the more comfortability it creates um, to be in the presence of another human being and be able to hold a conversation. It doesn't have to be a super intellectual conversation. You could sit there and just be talking about the weather, talk about the sky. Wow, that's a gorgeous blue. Yeah. What do you I, think about that? It's just, it's so, it, it's so much easier than what people think. I like that you also are dispelling the myth that it is based on an economic level. Yes. No, it's not. Um, because that, I think, is something that just needs to go away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is for kids that need help. Mm-hmm. Just period. Just Let's just say kids that need help can get the help that they need mm-hmm. with big brothers and big mm-hmm. sisters. That is and there are a lot true. of kids in our community who can benefit from this program. And we have multiple programs. We have our community-based program, which is our traditional program, which basically as a parent, you would sign your child up to be a part of our program, and we'd go through the match process. Mm-hmm. We also have what we call a school-based program where we actually have Um, professionals, professional adults coming from different companies around the city who will come to a designated school and they have their one-to-one match mentor, mentee. Yes. And so the kids don't have to leave, but you've got the adults coming to them and that's at the elementary school level. And then at the middle school level, we also have a workplace program, which is more focused on, you know, just kind of career exploration, really introducing them into that, hey, this is what you can be if you stay in school, um, or here's some of the work that you could potentially do. So we have companies around the city who have um, basically opened their doors and agreed to host um, a group of students from a specific school within the area to come in twice a month and meet with their mentor. Wonderful. And, and that, in fact, and that is, is the, how NICMIC is involved. And it, it is. It's wonderful. I was involved when we went to the school and mentored and um, had fun with the kids. It really was fun at the school. But now we've switched to the workplace mentoring, and they love it. They see this opportunity mm-hmm. within the work environment. They get to learn about careers. Mm-hmm. They get to meet our CEO, who mm-hmm. makes an effort to come and talk with them, let him sit in his chair in his nice big office. <laughs> and so um, it is, it's a great way to show the opportunities that they can have and have that one-to-one relationship right. because we have some employees who have had the same little for a few years. Gets them fired up. It does. Right. Yeah, that's it, great. It, it helps them to see what's possible. It's all about the possibilities. I love this. I'm, I'm really excited about what you're doing in our community, and I'm glad that you're part of it now. Well, thank you. I am extremely, extremely excited to be in this role. Do you have any events coming up that our community can be a part of and help Big Brothers and Big Sisters financially? Well, we will, absolutely. In fact, we're in the uh, final planning stages of our next fundraising event that will be a big little game show. 
Ooh. Yes. <laughs> so this is one of the few um, one of the few opportunities that we've had. Typically, we've done a few different things. Um, we've had Are You Smarter Than a Little? We did that as a game <laughs> show. And, an, um, and then we also, during the pandemic, had to go virtual. Yeah. So we did a So You Think You Can Dance event as well. But this year, we really wanted to be intentional about showing the interaction between bigs, littles, and some of our corporate executives oh, in the community. So just to be able to show that interaction, and that really shows the impact. That really is an opportunity for the whole world to be able to see, oh, that's the work that Big Brothers Big Sisters does. That's the impact that they have on these young people's lives. So we've got, I think we'll have like four teams that'll be competing, doing fun games, things like that things that generate interaction, Um, but also you have healthy, fun, lighthearted competition, and we'll be doing that in December, December 13th. It'll be at um, Grandview Viking Theater. Uh, We hope that everybody will come out. It's open to the public, so we're hoping that folks will come out. We'll start promoting it here in the next week or so, Um, but that's our next big event really coming up that's, you know, public-wide where everybody can be able to come. And that'll be up on the website, I'm sure. That'll be absolutely. It'll be on the website. We'll we'll hopefully be putting flyers and and things around um, to be able to distribute and share. Yeah. What is the website? One more time. BBBSIA.org. All right. Our guest today uh, has been Bridget Cravens Neely, CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so very much for bringing me in and for inviting me. I love it. Thank you to Bridget and Gail, who have been wonderful guests for our Power of Partnership podcast series. It's Caress Carter for the Des Moines Radio Group.